there, friends. Josh Folkerts here welcoming you beyond the walls with Team World Vision for our 50th episode. That's right, the big five zero. I cannot believe we've already had 50 of these absolutely incredible podcasts to get us through our seasons. If we haven't met yet, I am so proud to be able to lead our Chicago Marathon team, where Team World Vision began over 15 years ago. I'm your host this week and excited to bring you back to our second part of Lindsay's conversation with Steve Hallinan from Features, the leading running sock brand in the U.S. If you didn't tune into last week's episode, you are definitely going to want to go back and check it out. Steve is a longtime runner and expert in the sport, and we were lucky enough to sit down with him, pick his brain on all things running. This week, we're sharing some of his insights on gear, one of our favorite things to talk about at Team Real Vision. And anyone who has taken up running recently has probably has a few gear fails, as I like to say. I will never forget one of those fails myself. I started running with Team World Vision in 2012, but it was at my college and we didn't have any group runs nearby. So I did the whole journey solo. That next year, I moved into downtown Chicago and I was pretty scared to go to those first group runs. I thought it was going to be all these super fast and fit people and I wouldn't have a place or anyone to talk to. So it took me almost four months before I even got the courage to go to that first run on the Chicago lakefront. And I'll never forget, I only had one pair of running shorts and one running shirt at the time. Both of those were dirty. So I ended up wearing spandex bike shorts, yep, spandex bike shorts, and a cotton t-shirt. Two things that you should absolutely not wear while you are running. And I look back at that and find it so funny that I waited almost a year and a half to go to my first group run, but I couldn't wait just one more weekend until I did the laundry to have a clean pair of shorts and shirts. And the chafing that resulted from those inappropriate gear definitely was not a fun thing to deal with. So learn from my mistakes, learn from Steve Hallinan, and enjoy the second part of the conversation. All right, so shoes, taking good care of your feet is taking good care of your body. What else is on your list of like high, you, you got to do it, you got to, or highly consider it to just keep yourself healthy, keep yourself moving. I work for Features, which is, as mentioned, the number one performance sock running brand in the country. So socks are, are next. Now, even before I worked for Features, this is when I was in the running store, I would often tell people shoes are 1A, socks are 1B. Okay. If sho- shoes are that important, socks are, are right there because the number one injury for runners is blisters. It is the easiest injury to prevent if you invest in a good pair of socks. How I talk to that is most people are wearing cotton sh- socks and cotton, yes, the fabric of our lives. It's not <laughs> meant to deal with the sweat that your foot can give off just in one hour of working out. And this is, I've read, obviously being a runner, I'm a running nerd. I read a bunch about running. And at some point I read that on average, someone who works out for an hour, each foot will give off about eight fluid ounces of sweat. Mm. So if you're wearing a cotton sock, cotton's just going to absorb that thing and you're going to be a soppy mess slipping and sliding around inside that shoe. And why that becomes a problem is because that slippage, that movement 
again, it's not one time, it's the accumulation of 12,000 steps plus in an hour. That's what causes the foot to blister. That's what causes the foot to callus. That's why you lo yeah. you're losing toenails because you're jamming into the front, sliding and jamming into the front of the shoe. So all of those, again, like I mentioned earlier, most running injuries, it's not a traumatic one-time thing. It's an accumulation of things over and over and over again. Running in cotton, that's where you're going to see those problems. The I want to chime in on that too. Yes. That what I didn't realize, because so I grew up as a runner too. I loved running. My older brother was a cross country and track guy. He's five years older than me. So I grew up running around cross country meets, cheering for him, you know, and you just, like you said, you grow up around it, you just kind of become it. And, you know, it's been a huge part of my life. And there've been seasons I've hated running. There's been seasons I've loved running. But when I got into this long, long distance game of this half and full marathons, which I always vowed to myself that I would never do. I'm so Steve, I, be I believe in you, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but with that, I was amazed. They were sizing me up in socks and shoes. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've been running my whole life. And I'm like, why are you giving me this wonky clown size shoe to run a marathon in? I had no idea, like you said, how much your foot sweats. That is gross. That is just flat out gross. <laughs> and too, that your feet swell mm -hmm. while you're out there. Like, yeah. You know, like that mind boggling. I've had instances where, again, back to my days in the running store where I have had guys come in and, you know, they're wearing their dress shoes and they're wearing a size nine or nine and a half. And they walk out of the running store with a size 11 running shoe. And they literally say at the counter, I never would have thought I would ever purchase a size 11 shoe. Right. And, you know, that's where it comes down to the, the knowledge of the people in the running stores. They know how the shoes are sized. Yes, you would think that all shoes, all men's size 12s are the same, but it just never ends up happening that way. You know, something fits a little big or something's a little bit wider and has a little bit more room to it. So maybe you want to size that. Like, you know, again, that's, that's where relying on their knowledge is key. But to your point, yes, your foot, when you're out there for hours, just that blood flow and all that heat, your foot's going to expand. I mean, think about in the, in the wintertime, mm -hmm. in the cold mm -hmm. months, you're, you're, fingers definitely are a little bit skinnier and more narrow and the rings come off a lot easier versus the summer months when it's, it's a battle to try to get that ring off. I mean, that's what's happening with your feet when you're out there for 20 plus miles. Yeah. Um, Can we actually, I mean, now we're talking about gross things and swollen feet and sweatiness, um, toenails. I've lost some and friends, black. if you're moving right now and you haven't lost any toenails, you need to know that it's probably, it could happen, but it's, I don't know. I'm not a betting man, but I would bet that it's in your future. Uh, spe specifically, again, if, you, if you're wearing cotton socks, the idea of not having something that's going to wick and manage that moisture properly, it's, you're just playing with fire. Um, so better socks, better shoes means less blisters and keeping your toenails. Am I, are those, is that the right math equation? <laughs> it can help. Now, okay. it's never 100%. Um, but if you think that, you know, you're, you're wearing your Vans and you're a size nine in your Vans and then you're going to go get a size nine running shoe and you're going to run in your cotton, I won't even say any brands, I'll just say your cotton-based running socks, you're going to lose toenails, you know, because mm -hmm. that size nine may become a size 10 running shoe and that cotton-based sock is either going to become a polyester or a nylon running sock that breathes well, that wicks and manages moisture 
And with our brand, we use compression in all of our products. So features, our claim to fame is our, our best-selling product has a patented technology called targeted compression. So mm -hmm. it's added spandex and compression in the arch so that the sock provides more of a custom-like fit on the foot so that there's no excess material, there's no bunching material. The sock almost fits like one with your foot. It's almost like a glove. And again, that's going to pull moisture from the foot while running. It's going to allow it to transition to the outer layers of the sock with the breathability and ventilation of a running shoe. It'll keep the foot drier, cooler, all of the things that you want when you're pounding the pavement for that long. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, again, so shoes 1A, socks 1B. I would say for the females, you could throw a good sports bra in that 1B category as well. I mean, I can't specifically speak to that, uh, but I know that's another one where you don't want to, as, as crazy as this sounds, if you're running consistently, you're training for a marathon twice a year, or you're training for a marathon in the spring, and you're running road races throughout the summer and the fall, the line is you don't want that sports bra to see a birthday mm -mm. because it just mm -hmm. stretches, it loses its support, it loses its shape. And then you're just, you're really not getting mm -hmm. the proper support um, you need <laughs> support and function that the, the product is there for. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and again, I can't speak to this in the way that you can't speak to sports bras, but I know running shorts are very important for women. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and throw my husband under the bus. His first year running with Team World Vision he was running in gym shorts, y'all, and that is a mistake. And I told him that that mistake was going to haunt him eventually. And he was walking a little funny one day when we were going on a date. This was before we were married. And I was like, what's wrong with you? He's like, I ran nine miles today. And I said, and you haven't bought running shorts yet, have you? And he was like, nope. And I said, you need to go talk to John, like our buddy John. I'm like, I'm not talking to you about this, but you need a pair of running shorts. Yeah, the, the same thing goes Ooh. The same thing that I just discussed with socks and managing the sweat and keeping the feet from slipping and sliding inside the shoe and causing the friction that gives you blisters and calluses and all that stuff. It applies to, to running apparel. Mm -hmm. um, the two danger zones for me, they tend to be the, my inner part of my thighs. It mm -hmm. tends to be kind of the outside part of my armpit as I'm showing it. And I'll, hey, there, there are these things called nip guards for a reason. It tends to be the nipples because when if, if you're in cotton again shout out to the fabric of our life for a second time on doing this podcast it's going to absorb moisture that's what it's intended to it's going to soak up the sweat but it's not going to do anything to allow it to dry it's just going to sit there in the material and it's going to get heavy and it's going to get logged and that movement of running you're up and down you're up and down well the shirt's going to go up and then it's going to come down. And because it's waterlogged and heavier, it's, it's not going to flow with you. So it's going to almost work against you when you're going up, it's kind of still going down. And when you're going down, it's kind of still coming up and that's that rubbing and that, you know, that, that movement against your body is what's going to cause the blisters. I mean, you, you even see guys that are wearing technical running singlets oh, yeah. at the end of marathons and they have blood from their nipples down to their waist and so like even the good stuff sometimes it's just you know it's not your day but if you're going to think that you're going to survive on cotton you have another thing coming to you and the beauty with apparel is you can do it Lindsay mentioned the running can be an expensive sport it, it certainly can be it certainly can be a cheap sport if you you know right. if you don't want to have a great experience you can make it as cheap as you want 
but you know, with apparel, there, there are certainly levels of pricing for the apparel. You can get just a basic technical t-shirt that's 30 bucks and you can get a basic technical pair of running shorts that are 25 or 30 bucks and then you're good. You can go all the way up to probably a hundred dollar pair of shorts and a $150 pair, $150 shirt if you really want to. But I would say the apparel offerings allow people to stay within their means and, and invest what they want to invest in. Now, if you do splurge and go for the good stuff, you're not, you're never going to want to go back because it, <laughs> it, it does make a difference. <laughs> I feel like this is truth time with Steve, y'all. Like truth time with Steve, behind the curtain of what it means to move your feet. We all, we have Team World Vision jerseys, Steve. So, you know, like, so people should be ordering their, their jerseys. They are um, very breathable. They're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, across the board, friends, if you're getting nervous about blisters and toenails and bloody nipples, you sh it, that's okay. You should be, because those are scary things. But also, no, it's going to be all right. <laughs> It's going to be all right. That's why we're doing this episode right now is so that we can prevent these things. Those are kind of worst, worst case scenarios, um, but also it's good to, to just know the potholes that could be ahead of you so you can avoid them. And yeah, this truth time with Steve is going to help us avoid those potholes. I don't, I don't like to hold punches. You know, I grew, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, so I feel like and my, my adage has always been honesty is the best policy, uh, especially with running, because it is a scary thing, you know, and I, I feel if, if people know what they're going to get themselves into, it, at least they can mentally prepare for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and then inside the running stores, there are, there is products that called, there's a product called Body Glide, where if, if you have high impact areas that, you know, if you do chafe underneath your armpits, you chafe in between your legs, it's like a deodorant stick. It just rolls on in those areas before you go out for the run. And it just gives you an extra layer of protection so that you're not going to chafe. Um, toe caps. If you have a toe, my second toe is bigger than my big toe. It's longer than my big toe. So if ever, I, I have lost toenails too. I'm not immune to the pitfalls of runners, but the toenail that I would lose is my second toe since it's longer than my big toe. But there are caps where you can kind of put a little silicone cap on the top of your toe. That way it's not taking that impact of banging into the front of the shoe. Um, so there, there are accessories abound inside running stores that, that can certainly make your journey mm -hmm. a lot more pleasant. Mm -hmm. And again, it just comes down to the, how you want to invest. Yeah, no, we appreciate like all of these nuggets, these insights about how to take good care of ourselves. And, and ultimately, you know, our hope is when, when folks join the team that they have an incredible experience and they know that their life is being transformed and they're transforming kids' lives on the other side of the planet through clean water, through the fundraising, um, but that ultimately, you know, that they can treat themselves along the way. You know, like when you, you get through those big runs, like you do deserve maybe a nice new shirt or a nice new pair of socks or, you know, something fun like that. You should feel good in what you're in as you're out there logging those miles. And particularly as summer's coming, the weather's going to heat up and, and everything that you just mentioned is, is really important um, as you get out there in hotter, hotter weather. And, and with the weather heating up, that's kind of where I would say nutrition and hydration come into play. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not with, with my running background, I didn't have too much 
experience dealing with nutrition and hydration during events. However, when I did train for my marathon, I was, I had water bottles set up and I'm taking power gels just to kind of get, keep, just to keep my energy levels up. So there is something to be said for getting to, you know, and putting them in your pocket for a run and maybe 45 minutes in or an hour in, take a hit of goo. And, you know, one, it's, it's going to help keep your energy levels up while you're on the run, but it's also going to help, I would say, with recovery because you're not going as deep into the well because you're replenishing while you're staying active on those training runs and you're going to be able to bounce back and recover a little bit better than you would be if you just said, you know what, no water, no, no gels, no goose. I'm just going to go out the door and hammer 20 miles and it's going to be a death march and I'm just going to survive at the end. Yeah, you'll survive and eventually you'll recover, but your body, it, it won't be as easy on your body as it could be if you're mm -hmm. hydrating while, while active, or if you're taking some nutritional supplements while active. Yeah. That's a really good word, Steve. I know like, yeah, all of us sometimes are, can be lazy or just want to gut it out or think, you know, well, whatever, we'll just do it this way. And yeah, nutrition pre-run, during run, post-run. Again, like you're, you're saying, I always think about it like a car, you know, if you're running the oil all the way down, if you're running the gas all the way down, you know, that's going to take a toll long-term, but also with gas, like when you're out of gas, you are out of gas. The car stops running. And the one time that it, I think it was my first 17 mile run, I was killing it, man. Like I could not believe it. I had had like an awful 14 mile run. So as we were getting up to 17, I'm like, Lord help me, you know? And, and again, I was just learning every week about that nutrition, like you're saying, and when to take it and how that was balancing out, you know, just the momentum of the miles coming in. And I felt so good that I forgot my last goo. And I was about a half mile out, three quarters of a mile out. I was at the Rose Bowl. I could literally see across the parking lots to where our team was. And I was on the far side of the Rose Bowl and they were on the other side. And I was so close, but so far away. And my entire body cramped up, like in a way that I had never experienced before, that I like couldn't walk. It was wild. Um, and it actually wasn't like excruciatingly painful, but like I would just... I'd try to start running again or stretch and move. And there was nothing left. There's just nothing left. And that's when I learned when you're out of gas, you're out of gas. If you, if you hit that wall, no matter how much you walk for a mile or sit down for a few, it's to try to get back out of it. It's, it's, it's just a hard, hard endeavor. And it's just, these are the truths of running and it's almost like going into it, embrace that these things happen. I mean, that's, it's a part of the development. It's a part of the improvement. It's a part of the process. Um, you know, again, the Philadelphia sports fan in me will tell you to trust the process because that's what we're about these days. Um, yep. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's, it, it's almost like the rite of passage uh, mm -hmm. of someone that's just beginning on this journey of endurance, of mm -hmm. endurance training. And, you know, one thing I would say is it's not worth fearing because it's all ha what, whatever you will experience has happened to everybody and you get through it, work through it mentally. And it's, you know, you have those instances where you did bonk terribly, right? Mm -hmm. But you bounce back and it's kind of reaffirms like, hey, I'm tougher than I, than I give myself credit for. Amen. And I think that is a good word and probably a good word to end on that, you know, the bonks are going to come, those bad runs, there's just like, what the heck just happened? 
type of runs, but you know, they happen, we move on, we keep going and it makes the good runs great and even better because you made it through the hard one. No yeah. doubt. The runner's high is a real thing. Embrace it when it comes. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for being with us, Steve. I mean, from shoes to socks to yeah, clothing, nutrition, um, we will hold on to these nuggets and put them into practice. And we appreciate features and your incredible partnership with us this year, moving forward from one organization to another, working together. Um, we just really appreciate you. Yeah, we're more than proud to be just kind of mentioned in your in your sit in the same breath as Team World Vision because you guys do a phenomenal job and, and you're one of the best out there. So best of luck to, to everyone logging those miles. Um, I'll tell you that your motivation to me to, to make sure I get out the door and get my running. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you are new to running, if you're getting back into it, or if you've been around the block for years, we've hoped that you've enjoyed our conversation with Steve. And if you ever have any questions about training, fundraising, or World Vision's work in the field, you can drop a question in our mailbag that will feature in the coming weeks. Go to teamworldvision.org slash podcast and scroll down to the bottom of the page where you'll see where you can submit questions. Like last week, our promo code for features is still good. Use the promo code TEAMWORLDVISION at checkout for 15% off. This information is also in our show notes, so be sure to go check those out. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. We'll see you back here next week.